It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's June 28th, 2023. You know what that means. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and Twitter page. Follow us at Kicking Out Pod if you haven't done so already. I'm Tanner Lee, the reigning, defending, still KLP predictions champion. Paul Zardman, last place, is on my right. And the runner-up, Austin Shepard, is on his right. Fellas, how we doing? I hope you can read between the lines. I can always read between the lines, and that's just fine. I'll take it. I, I got my boy Brian Danielson to thank for this one because I thought I was done going into the main event. I already he had. Did. Already, I text Paul. Already said, "Whoop, Shep's winning. I'm done." Yeah, I and do. He taps out. I, I I knew going in that I was not going to win. I had zero faith in my predictions, <laughs> and I was right. So You might just want to take Forbindor off next year, Paul. Yeah, it's bit me in the ass two years in a row. <laughs> I mean, Revolution's your pay-per-view. Yes. As far as AW speaking. I'm only going to challenge at Revolution going for No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so we can make that happen. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm going to challenge at the next pay-per-view, and if I don't win, then I will never challenge for that. Oh, wait, I'm not Cody Rhodes. I was going to say, okay, Cody. Okay. <laughs> but uh, before we get into tonight's Dynamite and reviewing it, what did you guys think of Forbidden Door? And good job holding down the fort with Saturday night, by the way. Enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, it was a, a entertaining podcast Saturday night. Um. <laughs> Uh, Shep had, um, who'd you have for 69? Oh yeah. Athena. How'd that turn out for you? <laughs> she won. She won. You, you should have kept your 69 points on that one. Um, I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it. Um, pretty solid compared to what it could have been. And last year kind of seemed a little choppy. Of course that was cause you know, half the matches got changed due to injury or illness, this year we only had one change. Um, that was Adam Cole. Apparently he recovered pretty quickly. Yeah. So he cost me seven points. No, you, you got you got, got seven points. points. Yeah, you got. Oh, I got seven points. We all got yeah. those free points. Oh. 
We just, Tanner and I kind of just decided to award everybody the uh, Adam Cole match points, whether you had Cole or the other guy. How many points we you all had? Cole. I had eight. See, I only lost by one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the elite screwed me, but they did. In me. the end, in the end, Okada tapping out for the first time since 2017 made me victorious. So thank you, Okada, for tapping out. All members of the elite screwed me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, I really enjoyed Forbidden Door. I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. Long, but that's what we've become accustomed to with AW yeah. pay-per-views. But, I mean, Longer I don't... if you tuned into the pre-show. Yeah, which I did not. I got to admit, I did not tune into that. But I don't know what else to say about Omega Osprey. That, that might have been the best wrestling match I've ever seen. Look, I have two matches in contention right now for match of the year. Omega Osprey 1 and Omega Osprey 2. You can't argue that at all. Um, I watched uh, the Tokyo Dome match and thought, what the heck did I just watch? No way they can top that. Um, I think they went a little longer. Um, About 40 minutes. Well, the first match, I think they went closer to 50 or 60. They went 41 or 42 this time around, Mm -hmm. Um, which is plenty, which is plenty. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I, I like match one better, and I'm not saying these guys did not perform good on Saturday night because they stole the show bar none. Um, But it's always better the first time around, if you know what I mean. Now, I think we're going to get a trilogy in, in London. I, mean, I do too, after tonight. If you, if you watch the, the post-media um, scrum uh, with Osprey, I mean, his hometown, what do you say, his, his front door is 30 minutes away from that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, he is wrestling the night before. He made it, he made it known he wants to sell out for a wrestling, pro wrestling revolver in mm-hmm. a 6,000-seat uh, venue. Uh, he wants to sell that out for him, but the next day he says he's available. So, right, and I think he said he's uh, is he, he said he's wrestling Chingo. Sounds right. I think he said, "Yeah, I'm wrestling Chingo night before, but I'm I'm available the next day." Mm-hmm. So, uh, really like his media scrum at the end. It shows his personality. Shows he can be a heel. Also shows he can be a face. Mm-hmm. So obviously going into London, he's going to be the face, and we know we know making play heel. So yeah, we got to get a trilogy. We got those those two. You got to put them top five best in ring wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by you can make way, a case both are in top three. You can make a case. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Wrestle Kingdom went thirty four minutes. No, it had to go longer than that, didn't it? Uh, that's what it's being reported. I remember watching it at four in the morning. Maybe I just, maybe I, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it went longer than that. Uh, yeah. Like one of the comments here, I cannot believe the match was only 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, I thought it was by far the match of the night. It's up there for match of the year, along with probably Omega Osprey one and Danielson MJF Iron Man at revolution. I thought was pretty darn good. And I thought Danielson Okada was good too. In the main event, it just wasn't as good as Osprey and Omega. I felt like both guys left something in the tank, but 
Danielson also fractured his forearm. So yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought a fracture got cut short. Well, it looked like more of a break after seeing the X-ray instead of the fracture. Oh, it's, it's that'd be a clean break. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little worse than I think they thought. I don't know if we'll see him at all in, which is disappointing. But well, at first they thought six to eight weeks. Yeah, which would be pushing yeah. it. Uh, I mean, that almost looked like he had to have surgery. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which which sucks for him, but the final countdown was awesome. Still can't imagine how much Tony paid for that. Oh, he said man. it was as much as a wrestler's salary. I don't know if it was just like minimum wrestler salary or what. I, I was going to say, is that a jobber salary, a um, local talent salary? It well, was a lot of money, but. I'm guessing it was six figures. I know a few years ago when he looked into getting it for Danielson, they were wanting, it was well over a hundred grand. It was two or 300 grand and they could only play it 20 times. So yeah, this time was a one-time deal, but he got the rights. They can use it in the footage going forward of forbidden door and everything like that. So yeah, it was a good deal. But other than that, was there any other matches that stuck out to you guys other than those two big ones? Or anything you didn't like on the card? Uh, I thought Punk Kojima could have been a little better. I thought that was a little boring myself. Yeah. Again, yeah Kojima's that... past his prime. Um, but it sounded like he was the only one willing to work with Punk. Yeah. So Except Dan Housen. Well, Dan Housen's hurt. Yep. <laughs> um, it, again... It was okay. I'd like to see Punk Kojima maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. It would have been really good. Um, But, yeah. Uh, The the Elite match versus BCC was was okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I still think it's weird, Eddie Kingston helping out the Elite. Yeah. Um, As much as he calls them assholes and says he doesn't trust them, it's still weird. We got a little, little bit of that tonight. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a very solid pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. Um, I love that AEW and New Japan can do business together. They put egos aside and do what's right, for, for what's best for business, let's be honest. And, actually, the only people that really benefit out of this is the fans. Mm-hmm. Because they get to see stuff that they would never, ever, ever get to see, uh, you know, except if they go to Japan, which let's face it, most of the people in the United States and Canada are not going to fly to Japan for a wrestling show. As much as we want. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we got more quote unquote dream matches this year than we did last year. I thought last year's show was fine, but like Paul said, they had to alter the directions for many different matches due to illness and injuries and this and that. Bad luck. Um yeah, I thought it was a real fun card fun card. I'd love to see in the future if all promotions could work together, but we know that's not gonna happen. But maybe they all of them besides WWE maybe can work together eventually because impact to being in it would be fun. MLW would be fun. Heck GCW, whatever. I mean, it would be fun to get a whole bunch of guys in there. Well, in in AAA and New Japan have a relationship too, right? Right, right. Because what what's the deal there? Some the CMLL guys can't 
right here on on some shows and because of yeah. New Japan AAA relationship. So right, yeah. and I think we just saw AAA and NWA have a have a co show together too. <laughs> See, I forgot yes. about NWA probably because Tyrus is their champion. So that's probably why I forgot about that promotion. No, I'm not. I'm not letting. Don't piss off Billy Corgan now. <laughs> I'd love for Billy to say something about our podcast. That'd be the best thing that ever happened to our podcast. There you go. <laughs> but, well, I mean, we did have a pretty popular guy do our intro there for a while. That's true. That's true. Must have opened two four seven. By the way, hashtag keep it trendy. Yep. Um. No, really good show though. I enjoyed it. Even though I was a little tired at the end, I think the whole crowd was tired by the end because yeah. I think that Omega Osprey match just kind of took the life out of the crowd. And the falling match, it was perfectly placed on the card, but it was not a good match. Right, and I, I'm gonna steal something from a mentor of mine. The this may get as explicit, I don't know, but this is how it was said to me. We'll get there eventually, anyways. So the. Omega Osprey match. The fans had their orgasm. They were ready to go home. It's true. It's true. Everything else after that just kind of was bleh for them. I mean, you can make a argument that should have been the main event, but I still can't really argue with what the main event was either. So no, no, it was a great main event. I just the crowd popped more for Omega Osprey. So there you go. I, I heard an interesting, this is my last thing about Forbidden Door, and then we'll, then we'll move on unless you guys have anything else. But I heard an interesting argument. A guy, I forget what podcast I was listening to, he was making an argument that Jack Perry and um, Sonata should have main evented the show because it's the New Japan title. It's prestigious. And with Jack's eventual heel turn. I'm like, no, not with the other, not with those two other high caliber matches. You couldn't do it. I understand what he was trying to say, but didn't agree with it. I almost felt like Sonata was kind of an afterthought Mm -hmm. after um, Osprey, Okada, Mm -hmm. and even Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you got Sonata, who I guess is not as well known as those guys. Uh, Right. I mean, I think yes, he's their champion, and yes, they're 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 obviously trying to push him. But um, yeah, I thought he kind of took a little bit backseat to those three individuals, which those three individuals got one hell of a track record. So I did i I didn't enjoy the opener as much as I thought. I had higher expectations for Tanahashi and MJF, and Tanahashi's unfortunately starting to show his age a little bit in the ring. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so Sting. Oh, hey, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that tonight. We'll get to that tonight. Uh, Showtime's yeah, almost six, over. Uh, that uh, 6.30 that Guevara hit during Forbidden Door, I think that just took Sting out because, I mean, I've never watched somebody look at a pinfall and just keep walking away from it. It's 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 speculated he was supposed to move out of the way and didn't just to kind of prove he could take that bump. And he no-sold it. That's what got me. He no-sold that. He got right up. He took a 6.30 through the table and he got right up. That's what well, got it Well, not right away, but... Quicker uh, than yeah, he should even, have. Well, yeah, even commentary commented that, uh, you know, he tried to move but couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll have plenty of sting talk on tonight's podcast here in a, here in a, here in a bit. But Talking about yeah. awkward bumps, what about the Tiger Driver 93 from... Oh, God, I mean, you had to bring that back up. Osprey made a shirt about it today. 
Yeah, because it's supposed, according to Fightful, they said these guys plan out their entire match. At least they did the first one. So they said there's no way that was an accident. They said they planned for Omega to take it like that. Which, yes, they are the pros of all pro, but that is very dangerous. And I don't think that's a good he landed on the back of his example. Head. Yeah, that's not a good example of younger talent because if that goes that much either direction, we could have a different conversation right now. Yeah. But well, the conversation that, at one point I thought we were going to have about Danielson. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, uh, like you said, it was probably a centimeter safe and we're good today. And, but hey, just because we're good today, we're going to sell some t-shirts and make some money off of it. So. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, before I get into Dynamite, Paul, you got a question for yep. Ship? I sure do, just like every Wednesday night, and even ask it uh, Saturday night. Hey, Ship, what are you drinking? I'll let you finish your drink there first. Well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Saturday night we got a little carried away. We had some tequila and some Jack and Coke. And uh, Paul was drinking Jack and Coke and. Then we had uh, then we had Forbidden Door, which I I maybe partied a little bit on Sunday after the golf tournament through Forbidden Door. I maybe had to rewatch a little bit of it on Monday because I maybe took a nap. Um, so here it is Wednesday. It's been a long week, but I'm still drinking. There you go. <laughs> just back to the normal. Just just having old normal, faithful. old faithful here. Get a one. Keep still we're looking staying for with those potatoes. Yep. I'll uh, get a one. I'll, I'll wear your shirt. I'll wear your hat. Um, <laughs> I'll get Tanner and Paul to drink kettle one. I'll drink kettle one. I'll, get, I'll drink uh, kettle one. I'll, I'll hand out free kettle one merch to all of our listeners, especially in Australia. So, yeah, no, just uh, didn't really have time to plan ahead today. So, what do I always have in the fridge? We got kettle one and a little club soda. And if I drink all of this before the end of the show, I'll have to run and uh, probably go grab a high noon, which I got. Uh, I got plenty of them pineapples sitting out there. I was trying to save those for the weekend in the boat, but I mean, you got to always it. restock if you need to. Well, I bought the local uh, liquor store out of pineapple. They, they don't have any more. Now, I have a good supply in my fridge out there. But I was hoping that was going to get me through the weekend on the the fourth weekend uh, <laughs> out floating around on the lake. So, but if we have to dive into those, we do. Which I'm about eighty percent full here. So, I guess we're eighteen minutes in. We haven't started the show, so more than likely you're going to see me disappear from this camera and go get behind <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Or I might disappear longer and just make another one of these. Which, again, it's. A little late here on the Eastern Standard Time, but who knows? It's only 10.42 p.m. Who doesn't party on a Wednesday? Somebody who's got to be up at 5 a.m. Yeah, I got to be up at 6.30, so. Yeah. I got an extra I have to drink it off, or I mean sleep it off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already at work by the time you get up. Jeez, slackers. Well. Tanner doesn't roll out of bed to like nine. That is false, but I'll let you think that. Tanner rolls over at eight o'clock, logs into his computer, then takes a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Also not true, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh All right. What are you drinking, Paul? Uh, Tea. Tea? Sweet tea? Sweet tea? 
right. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a fancy little uh, Cool Gear cup, courtesy of uh, First Federal Savings Bank here in uh, Rochester, Indiana. So, thanks. Big shout out to uh, Todd Van Sickle and First Federal Savings Bank for my new cup. Good people there, I hear. Yeah. Um, Marketing guy, but other than that, everybody else. Yeah, he, he kind of sucks, but. <laughs> hey, Tanner, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking something that I had quite a few of these over the weekend, so I thought, oh, I'll just keep oh, it going. Oh. That's one of my old reliables. Coors Light. The mountains are blue, so. There you go. Crack it open, and and uh, as cold as the Rockies. I don't know is about this, that, but it's pretty cold. Is this the cold. first one since Saturday night? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> he had to think took, a took little a couple days break. I, I I was trying to think if I had one Sunday, but no, it's uh yeah. Yeah, it took a little bit of a break. I had I had plenty over the weekend, but uh we're good now. We're all good. All right. As long as you stay out of jail at all, that's all that matters. Nobody went to jail. So good that's weekend. A plus. We just all got reminded we're not as young as we once were. So that was multiple times. Multiple times. Well, you know, you had to wait to be the oldest to get married, so that is true. That is true. There you go. So, but uh, Dynamite tonight. Uh, opener was not for the weak of heart. Pretty physical match tonight between uh, Ishii and John Moxley. Uh, but John Moxley bled, guys. I know that's unbelievable, but so weird. He didn't Sunday. No, he didn't. He did no, tonight. He didn't. No, you're right. He didn't. That's why he had to make the gash tonight because he didn't bleed Sunday. I mean, these guys chop for chop, forearm for forearm at the start. I'm like, this is all we're going to do is just trade chops and have raw meat back and forth, which I'm like, all right, that's fine. Well, they talked about their G1 climax match. Was it 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Moxley did the G1 in 19 before the pandemic, and these guys had a banger of a match then. So they wanted to they wanted to run it back when they when they still have the chance. Yeah, because who knows how long they'll have left to uh, do that. Well, Elway is a good idea. Yeah, I might have to kick him out of the room in a second. Um, but I don't think the uh, decision of this match was ever in doubt. We all knew Moxie was going to win, but still a fun match. He ended up hitting Death Rider, but Ishii kicked out again. And then he hit a stomp and then another Death Rider. And that was enough this time to put the put the Stone Pit Bull down. So, uh, but post-match, we uh, saw, because uh, Eddie Kingston, I should, I should mention, he was out at ringside, so it was Claudio and Wheeler. And Eddie's trying to talk to Moxley. Moxley gives him a shoulder bump. And they were talking trash to each other again as they headed back stage. Yeah, Which then problem is I don't want to see a feud between these two. I'm kind of thinking that they're gonna have a feud going into all all in, but I could be wrong. As long well, as we don't get I mean, any more sparklers. <laughs> I think we get a a uh, Kingston Mox in London with a exploding barbed wire cage match. I'm okay with explosions as long as they actually go off this time. I think they, I think they will. Yeah, but I think you <laughs> electrify. No, you electrify the cage as well. So, so what do you guys think? I was gonna ask this question later, but so we're talking about all in. What do you think about all out being the very next week? 
Man, that's going to be a lot. <sighs> that's is, yeah. what a hundred and almost one hundred and twenty bucks in you know a week's time. Well, yeah, that too. But I was even thinking just to put the cards together. You know, could be a chore. Use collision to build up for all out. I think it'll work because you're all in. You know, guys like Omega Osprey. I think that's already kind of set. I do too. So whatever happens that night, I think could set up for a big following weekend. Is it back in Chicago, right? Right. Which I think so, is going to be tradition at this point. So Omega Offspray, that goes off unhinged. But somehow Omega and the Elite, I'm, I'm telling you right now, get together and whatever happens that night, somehow they transition to the Elite versus CMFTR in Chicago. If they don't do it, then those guys are dumber than we thought because they got to put that baby BS beside them and go make a million bucks. Sounds like FTR and the Bucks are on good page. So now it's literally just the Bucks and, and, and Punk and maybe Omega involved, but it sounds like Omega and Punk aren't too bad maybe. But it's more they, just the box and punk. They still put them on separate sides of the arena. This, that this might just be from legal issues. I don't know. But yeah. it was nice that we didn't hear about any backstage crap coming out for Door and could actually focus on the pay-per-view being good. Um, but it'll be interesting how they do all that because I, I understand what you're saying, Paul. You know, you could make Collision for All Out, but Collision's got some big names, including CM Punk. I think you got to put him at Wembley. You gotta, I mean, if you're going to sell 70,000 tickets, you got to put everything you got in that show. No, I, I think you have you have FTR and Punk versus House of Black in London for the trios. It's not bad. And then, and then maybe somehow the Elite cost them the match, and that that takes yeah. you into uh, the next week in or, Chicago. Or, don't shoot me here, but I like this idea. Punk alluded to it on Collision. That he's still technically the champion because he never lost it. Punk, MJF, Wembley for the title. That's exactly what I was going to say, Paul. I think, I know a lot of fans wouldn't like to see it, but if Tony's trying to fill 70,000, he's still your big household name. If not, it's happening at all out in Chicago. So, So then, no, let's do this. The elite costs the M-Punk. And then whoever FTR is facing, say the the guns or or whoever they claimed the the elite cost them the match. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you have then you have your trios match a week later. Yeah, and, it'll and be now, interesting. And obviously that that main events in Chicago. Oh it's yeah, gonna be, gonna be interesting how it plays out because now we don't have a pay per view before All In. All In's August twenty seventh, so we got quite a build here. We got two months. To build stuff here, so yeah, I mean, your your next big thing is uh, Blood and Guts, July nineteenth. Yep. yep. Rampage. I think we'll get into that later, but well, the graphic kind of messed up. It was Blood and Guts Dynamite, and then Rampage also taping that night. Oh, yeah, okay. I was I was the same way too, Paul. First, I'm like Rampage, but then well, yeah, because I mean, I didn't look at it closely, yeah. and I I saw, and I was like, yeah. wait, we're doing it on Rampage. Yeah, who knows when we'll get a live rampage again? 
especially since Collision's now a thing. So, which Collision's not live this week. It's being taped tomorrow night. It's airing Saturday. It's being taped tomorrow night. I still don't know why, but um, anyways, back to Dynamite. <laughs> back to Dynamite. Uh, Renee Paquette shown backstage as Adam Cole arrives in the building. MGF turns up at the same time. MGF congratulates Cole for getting sick at Forbidden Door and wishes he would have thought of that. He thinks they got off on the wrong foot. Nobody's on his level, but if there's anyone closest, Cole, he tells him to imagine what they can do together as a team, and he thinks they should bond this weekend. MJF then reveals he got Cole tag team merch with a Better Than You Baby shirt, which guarantee you that's going to sell well. It will. Oh, yeah. He was hilarious tonight. MJF was hilarious. This is my favorite MJF. Oh, he's funny. Mm -hmm. He is just a sarcastic asshole. Yep. Hey, buddy. What's up? He plays it so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, this is this is one, and he's done it before. This is one of my favorite MJF characters. Yeah, I, I love mm-hmm. it too. Then we see Renee again, and she's shown sh- shouting at Moxley right away. I popped. I'm like, yes, finally, we're bringing the real life aspect into this. She's shouting at Moxley, asking what's going on between him and Eddie. Eddie then turns up. They argue as he says he, he's at Moxley's back, but he's with Casanoli. Renee then screams and tells Moxley to leave, and then tells Eddie to fix this as she's done. I thought this was awesome. Mm-hmm. I know it was a great cherry on top having her in the middle of it. Yep. Shows the real friendship that those two guys have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and her basically saying, look, you two immature punks, figure this out because I'm sick of dealing with both of you. So, well played. I did like in the opener how Claudio and Eddie were just locking eyes the whole time. Yeah. I do love I love how Eddie hates them so much. It's funny. Uh, we then got six man or tree, uh, yeah, six man tag match. We got Orange Cassidy with El Hilo del Vingingo. Ving, you think I would be able to pronounce that after he's been on Dynamite so many he's times? Vingingo, we all yeah, Vingingo. And, and Keith Lee with a new look, no more gray. Yeah, beard's gone, hair's back. <laughs> Random. Just that's when you know you have too much talent, and we're like we're just throwing a team together. Uh, especially when he's already part of a team. The best friends. He's kind of getting away from that, though. Which I'm okay with. I'm Me okay. too. Yep. Yeah. And they face Daniel Garcia dancing. Daniel Garcia, the sports entertainer that the crowd loves all of a sudden. And Angelo Parker and Daddy Magic. Um, yeah. I mean, there were some fun spots in this match. Uh, I mean, Vikingo, anytime you get him in the ring, you're going to get fireworks. Keith Lee's stupid athletic for a size. Orange is solid in the ring. I mean, it was a good match. It was for a while. I mean, another match was pretty predictable with Keith Lee, Orange, and Vikingo getting the win. Um, but that's after Keith Lee uh, had s- several chops and Larry attempts and then uh, made uh, Menard eat a supernova. forgot what it was called. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to Vikingo. My wife is watching, and she doesn't normally watch, so she knew, had no clue who Vikingo was. Sure. And her response is, is the dude a ninja? Looks like it. He moves like one. Yeah. He moves like I like how Orange Cassie looked at his, like, took his glasses down to look at Vikingo's gear. He's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, Orange Orange was victorious over the weekend in a hard fought battle. That was a good match, too. The other night, that four-way for an international yes, championship it was. was good. So, 
Uh, we then got the Elite uh, versus the Dark Order. This match was not advertised as it was just the Elite was going to be an action kind of open challenge. The Dark Order answers that, so it's Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and um, John Silver versus the Unbucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page. Awkward match for Hangman, as he used to be really good friends with Dark Order, but now he's more friends with the Elite, even though he says he's not friend like. He tries to say he's not friends with them, and he's just helping them at the BCC. Uh, but uh, you know, he kind of says he was their babysitter. It just got weird. It got really weird. Some felt like some BT stuff going on. But yes, uh, fun match in the end. The elite get the win after a Hangman hits the Dead Eye and a Buckshot Larry on Silver. After the match, the BCC jumped the elite uh, in the Dark Order. Looked like they might help, and then they just said, ah, screw it, and walk away. Uh, Eddie Kingston hits Serene. He gets jumped as well. Adam Page just left bleeding with a screwdriver to the head. Then Moxley said, it's been a blast, but it's time for this to end, and they need to push each other beyond their limits. July 19th from Boston, blood and guts. So is Omega the fifth? That's that's what I've been thinking. Are they going to go 4 on 4 or 5 on 5? I think they do 5 on 5, and I, I think you got to have Eddie involved. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really weird fifth member, I feel like, as yeah, who would be the, the fifth? Well, and then for BCC, who would be the fifth now? With no Daniel back, like Forbidden Door. Well, for BCC at least, yeah, I guess would be with Danielson out. So maybe they do four and four. Yeah, and, and Eddie's just not, or, or Kenny's not part of the equation. Eddie yeah. is because I feel like Eddie's got to be now. Eddie's a part of it, so mm-hmm. you got Kenny doing yeah. something else. We finally get the elite in blood and guts, which we go with Rob of in twenty twenty. <laughs> Don't jinx it. Well, that's true. But Moxley and Kingston and Claudia would be part of two in a row. At least Jericho's not part of this one. Yeah. So far. <laughs> Don't jinx it. Yeah. You can have more than one match. Um, I-, I always pick up on the little details here. So shout out to Negative One coming out with a butcher's apron on. I didn't notice that. Yep. I saw the white string going up around his neck. That's the only way I caught it. Hmm. Nice little uh, shout out to uh, Bray Wyatt there. Ah. And did I see Bray Wyatt made a cameo at a uh, is it Billy King concert in the background? Did he? I did not see that. So is it? No, nah, it's not Billy King. L King or one of those pop stars. Help me out. I'm, I'm not in. I I. That's all, Paul. He works in music. Paul, you work in music. Yeah, sure. Um, I had I don't know. And and she was at a concert, and they they had a basically the lights went down. They had a vignette, and Bray Wyatt was on the screen for like five seconds, and then it went into something else. Billy King, L King, I don't know. I'm looking it up now. Uh, so am I. Billy Eilish. I was close. You were. Um. Huh. Yeah, but that was from I you think it was last up, weekend, right? You search up Bray Wyatt at concert, and it pops up. Bray Wyatt appears on screen at Billie Eilish concert. Yeah, so thought that was random. Yeah, and, and then you know, negative one walking out with a an apron on tonight. So, so another when you say small details. At the entrance of the elite, singing the uh, "Carry On My Wayward Son," 
Did you notice they zoomed in on Hangman and Hangman's lipping, lip syncing the song with his head down, kind of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but this is really good. Like, I'm gonna see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I so, gotta do something. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I really like that point because you could tell he didn't want to be there, but yet he's like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm all, I'm all elite. I'm gonna sing this song. So I, I enjoyed the lower third tonight for the elite. Did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. Will not financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah. So Matt screwed him over the Chili's and Wendy's deals. No chilies and no Wendy's. <laughs> he even said they'd take 20% less. Yeah. Nick Nick's 20 million in the hole. He's bought multiple properties and he's in trouble. It was $23 million in Toronto. And, and Hangman what bought a whole country, the pay-per-view. Yeah. So. <laughs> I do like I do like though that uh they start out with Matt. Obviously, he's building a house with a monster pool right now. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps talking about that. That's pretty that's Yeah. Pretty- no, that that's old school BT. That's good stuff right there. And, and of course, you know the uh, I bought what was it, fifty lawnmowers and lit them all on fire. Yep, yep, yep. Oh man, that was BT might have been as best during the pandemic. You know, the pandemic sucked when you had Brody and the Dark Order and and yeah, that was when they had to get really creative with it. That was good stuff. Well, not at its best. At its best was pre AEW, but you know what I mean. Since AEW began, I should say. So, uh, we then saw Adam Cole and Roderick Strong backstage, and he uh, Roderick's questioning Cole if he can trust MJF, but then he says he's just playing him along. MJF then turns up and says he will keep Strong updated. He also called Roderick a generic white guy. That was awesome. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> generic white guy. That was funny. Oh man. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Then after that, uh, a segment I was really looking forward to. Tonight, um, I got thoughts on it because I don't think it delivered. But Jack Perry was making his way out, uh, told AEW to turn his music off, says the fans have ruined that song to a point they'll never hear it again, which I read that report earlier tonight from Fightful Select that they're going to change his music up. I think they need to change his look up. I think he should cut his hair. Probably won't, but I think he should. Um, he looked like Christian Cage tonight, if you didn't notice. Leather jacket. Yep. Black uh, that's underneath. The, first, the hair pulled back. Aviators. Yep. Yep. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Uh, Jack says he has a car ready to take him to the airport. He's casting in checks and banging the hottest bitch in the company. I might have popped for that line. That was pretty good. <laughs> I did. He questions if uh, if he turned on Hook or if everybody turned on him after everything he's given this place. He claims Hook is an entitled second-generation prick and the belt isn't even officially recognized, which is the same reason why he doesn't recognize Hook, and that's because he's a fraud. He claims Hook was lucky to ever stand next to him as uh, he was a tag team champion in his last duo. Um, Jack knows what the FTW championship means to Hook and his family, and that's why he's going to take it from him. Jack says when he gets his hands on Hook, he's going to beat the shit out of him, but that leads to Hook making a beeline for the ring. Jack runs for his life, runs through the backstage, and does a fantastic dive into a Chevy as it takes off. Then Hook throws a trash can down. He can tell the security guard didn't know what was going on. So just my you know, automobile expertise. Mm-hmm. MJF got out of a Chevy. Okay. And, and jungle boy dives into one and you're thinking, ah, oh, they're both the same, same model. The truck MJF got out of was way, way more well-equipped than the one jungle boy jumped in on. And I'm just saying that people are going to like, well, it's the same vehicle, but if you look at the wheels 
and the way the truck was presented, I can tell you that the truck MJF got out of was about a $70,000 truck. And the one that he nosedive in was about a $50,000 truck. So I don't know. I, I caught on to that. They probably had no reason to do that. It was just what was available at the time. But I caught on to that. But hey, champs riding style, right? He should he should right. ride type of line. So triple B gets gets it yep. gets that kind of stuff. Yep. I I'm gonna give Jack Perry a pass this week because I think he, he needs some time to sell in this new role. I didn't think this was very good though. He tried too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't come natural for him. Right. Not right. saying it won't be next week. Right. Um, I think I text you guys Monday that, you know, he made fun of his music on Sunday okay, mm-hmm. with, uh, with the mm-hmm. arm waves and whatnot. And I'm thinking, you know, to, to with his background, you know, Hollywood Jack Parody. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot better than Jungle Boy Jack Parody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of had a little bit of a Hollywood look tonight, so it could have happened. Um, but that's just my thoughts on it. No, I think you're right. I think he's got a he's got to drop Jungle Boy, doesn't he? Yeah, if he's dropping the music, he's got to drop the name. And I hope this works out for him because I've been a proponent for him to turn heel for a long time. So yes, you have. And it's, I just think it's kind of ironic and funny that Luchasaurus holds single goal before Jack Perry. So. But it looks like he's probably going to be in line to take this title off a of hook, but it, it's not that great a title. It's kind of dumb. No. Do something with it if we're going to put it on somebody who's a little more experienced than Hook. I, I, would, be, I would be okay with Taz getting involved in this a little bit. Me too. I like how uh, when he was talking about how much the title meant to him and his family. Mm-hmm. He looked right at Taz. I will give him mm-hmm. props for that. Mm-hmm. And Taz did a great job Sunday on Collision, taking the glasses off, getting up and storming off, um, which I really enjoyed the commentary crew of Shivani, Excalibur, and Kevin Kelly. I thought they did a really good job on Sunday. They did. They did. They did. Yep. yep. Kevin Kelly, I'm, I'm glad to see him finally getting a predominant American commentator role. He's, he's always been underrated. So. Yep. And he and Nigel, I know you guys hit on this, and I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. I mean, just even two weeks in on Collision, they're getting better and better already. I mean, Nigel's really, really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Up next, we got Ruby Soho versus Alexia Nicole. She took the place of Dr. Brett Baker, who was out sick tonight. But don't worry, we're going to get that match next week. Soho wins pretty quick, quickly. Uh, does a lockjaw to get the win. I, I like that touch there. After the match, spray the L on Nicole. Uh, Ruby gets the mic, says rookies get whatever they want around here in terms of Baker's getting another shot in the competition next week. She says she and uh, she says Baker and, and Cole have uh, weak, would have weak bastards if they had kids. She questions if Baker knows who she actually is, and Soho points out they have taken everything from Baker and they will keep doing so until she has nothing. I thought it was pretty strong work on the mic from Ruby. I think she's yeah, she's. Maybe the strongest the company has in terms of women on the mic. Out of that group, you would immediately think it's Soraya. Right. I think she's struggled in the past, especially mm-hmm. in AEW, she struggled. So tonight was a solid promo by Ruby. Yeah. Yep. Then we get uh, QTV as QT Marshall is introducing Johnny TV, aka Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, Johnny Impact. Johnny Elite, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Elite. 
Yeah, that makes too much sense. I he thought was, he was Johnny Elite about a year ago when he made yeah. his appearance. Yeah, he was uh, back at Bailey's place, but he was Johnny Elite then. I understand not calling him like Johnny Collision or Johnny Dynamite, but Johnny Elite's a lot better. Johnny TV. Um, they hyped their match on Rampage as they're going to be face, facing Brothers Zay and Matt Hardy, and then uh, um, Harley Cameron, who's now all eight full deal. She does the uh, Zay sound to uh, Johnny TV's weird reaction to it. So it was an odd reaction. Yeah, was, yeah. I don't know. It was a random time to do that noise too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was. I'm guessing they're gonna pair him, her with Johnny TV. TV. Even though his wife's in the company, his wife's in the company, <laughs> but she's a predominant female yeah. talent. So yep. it would kind of take away from her. Which she and she did. That should be a good match Friday night. Um, I'm really especially for talking women's matches. Though, I'm really looking forward to Saturday night's match between Statlander and Lady Frost. That's gonna yes. be a good match. That's gonna be, and then we get the uh, the Owen. That's my that's my Bret Hart impersonation there. Owen, we get the Owen uh, qualifying matches Saturday, which will be Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson, um, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Dustin Rhodes, and Roderick Strong, and um, Samoa Joe. So, and um, MGF will be in action as well, which he was bitching about on Twitter. Love because it. he's starting to wrestle more and more, and he doesn't like it. So, yep. Then that gets us to our main event: tornado tag match with Chris Jer- Jericho as the Pain Maker, three and zero as the Pain Maker in AW entering tonight, and Sammy Guevara versus Sting and Darby Allen. This match was pretty chaotic, as we thought it would be. Uh, a lot of huge spots. I mean, it's Darby Allen. What do you expect? And anymore in 2023, it's Sting. What do you expect? Um, I did not think we were going to get Sting jumping off a ladder through a table tonight. He attempted to. He got through one table, smacked his face on the other, and at least busted his lip, if not lost a tooth. So I watched that. I rewatched it. He did not hit his mouth on the table. He hit his mouth on uh, Sammy's leg. I feel like everybody lands on Sammy. Sammy gets hurt, too, in these spots. So, and and let's, let's rewind it as... As Darby's setting up this table, the back table, he kicks the leg out and breaks the leg. And he had to set that up. And even Shivani made a comment, man, that table's not going to hold anybody. So when he put Guevara on there, Guevara, I felt, was leaning towards the first table. Mm-hmm. And Sting come up. I would I would think Sting came up a little short here. Yeah, he did come up just just a, just a hair short. But when he landed, they had a really good camera angle on right at the two table split. When he landed it, I would I would bet you a, a dollar to a donut he busted his mouth on Sammy's knee, his leg, whatever in that area. And at first, the way he held his mouth, I said, "Oh, he broke his jaw," because his mouth was just mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. Now towards the end of the match, he opened it wider and then closed it. And then it just looked like there was a ton of dried blood and skin on the lower lip. So then I got to thinking maybe his lower front teeth went through that bottom lip. So something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, I, I'm good with Sting not doing spots like this anymore. 
it seems like you you know he's made the comment Showtime's almost at its end, even though he he says it's not gonna be at Wembley. It just seems like he's starting to do crazier and crazier things all the time, and I feel like he's trying. He's working a match with Sammy Guevara and Darby. I feel yeah. like he's got to prove a point. Right, right. Where he, he's trying to do things Jericho's not going to do. Right, where I would consider us fans like us. We we watched a lot of Sting in WCW. Um, I watched a little of his Impact stuff, but mm-hmm. mainly WCW. And, and we won't talk about his WWE stuff. Yeah, and – I feel like he just thinks he has something to prove um, at 62 years old. He really doesn't, but Mm-mm. that's just his mindset. He, mindset, and he's going to do it. Nope. He ain't going to yep. tell him what to do. You think if he went to Tony Khan and said, hey, look, I'm going to throw Tam- Sammy on a table. I'm going to climb up in the ring on a ladder, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frog splash him. And Tony Khan's going to now stink. Come on, let's think about it. Tony Khan's going to say, you're freaking sting. You do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. He's not going to tell me. Whether, yeah. whether it's the best thing or not the best thing, he, he's going to do what he wants. Yep. And I don't yep. I don't even see Jericho stepping in and saying, nah, man, we probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, right. Oh, dude, you're sting. You can do whatever you yep, want. Yep, it's your last rodeo. Go for yeah. it. So he crashed and burned on the outside. Back in the ring, we saw Darby dove onto the back of Jericho while using a skateboard. Then he kicks it out. Jericho fought back by sending uh, Darby face first into the ladder. Then Darby responded by doing the exact same thing to Jericho, which bust him open. Uh, Darby went for a springboard coffin drop, but Jericho nailed him with a skateboard in midair. Followed up with a juice effect, but Darby rolled out of the ring. Sting then turned up as Shivani said, look who came from the dead. He tries to take advantage, but he's put into the walls of Jericho. But he, Sting uses a bat to break it up. Sting then nails a Stinger splash, goes for another, but he's hit with the code breaker. Sting kicks out of that. He, uh, Jericho misses with the Juice effect, and then is hit with a Scorpion death drop. But Jericho kicks out, which they said we've never seen anybody kick out Scorpion death drop. Well, now he did. Sting follows it up with a Scorpion death lock and gets Jericho to tap out. So Sting's still undefeated in AEW. And I asked a friend of the podcast, AEW Metrics, on Twitter. I was curious to know what was Jericho's record. What is Jericho's record in 2023? Because I feel like he loses all the time. Heading into tonight, Jericho is 5-7 and seven with three singles, two tag, and two trios losses. This does not include his unsanctioned match loss to Adam Cole. So now he's 5-8. Yeah, and eight. You, you notice on the entrance, they listed him as 3-0 as, oh, as the pain maker. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of stepped away with what his record is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But Jericho, he doesn't, that's one thing I do respect. I, I respect many things about Jericho, but I respect the fact that he doesn't have to win matches anymore. He's good with putting people over, whether it's 62-year-olds or, or young talent. I mean, he's got a long contract with the company. He's already been world champion and ROH champion with the company. He's done, he's still a featured talent. He's got to have one of the better card uh placements match placements on the card he's he's cool with it and he gets to pick his ref yep aubrey's always his ref mm-hmm. so and he puts her over so yeah, yeah. which uh, in case you didn't know aubrey has announced she's retiring from in-ring action she will not be wrestling again that was the worst i know it was just supposed to be entertaining but that that whole thing was awful Leave it up to Karen Jam to ruin something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that was dynamite for tonight. So now I'm very curious as to what your guys' rating was for tonight's show. Shep, you go first. I go first. Okay. Yeah. I thought the main event was good. The opening match was good. Everything in the middle, including one of my favorite performers, Vikingo, it just, he just didn't fit in that scenario. I thought the rest was subpar at best. So that being said, I'm at a 6.3 this week. 6.3? Paul? All right. Uh, well, I'm a little higher than you, Shep. Um, well, Paul, I mean, that's been known to be the fact. I don't know what you're taking over there. You go to Michigan a lot and getting all that funny stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always go to Michigan. Uh-huh. I've never been to Michigan. Thank you very much. I've been to Chicago, but that's about it. Uh, anyway. Chicago, too, Paul, so that's fine. That's true. Uh, I stay legal. When you're in the news, you can't be the news. Anyway, um, I'm going with a 6-7. For basically the exact same reason. I just, some of the backstage segments kind of put it a little higher for me. Um, if we would take away the MJF Cole scenario, I probably would have been down in the fives. I'm not even going to lie. That was good. And, and the Renee with, with Mox and Eddie was really good too. Yep. Um, yeah. I, you know, that's justified. Yeah. I, I feel like this was a dynamite. If you missed it, you didn't miss much. And I know we'll have those from time to time, especially with collision now. Um this is one of my lower rankings. I'm going I'm going six four. Oh, I'm the high guy tonight. Yeah, I I mean We talked about that, Paul. We know. <laughs> I mean, I'm still glad I watched it, of course. No, of course I watched it not only for this podcast, but because I watch every Wednesday because I enjoy it. But yeah, just eh, nothing needle moving. A few fun segments, a few fun matches, but a lot of just fluff, in my opinion. I know they got two months to build to their biggest show ever, but so for a little more tonight. And, 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 it's, and I think it's tough coming off of a show Sunday night. True. That exceeded a lot of expectations, and then try oh, to put a banger, a banger of a show on a free night. Yeah, especially and, with. You know, looks like some of your talent stayed around from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing Osprey didn't, or they would have made room for him on this card at some point, and the parents, whatever. So, you know, we didn't see Omega. Um, you know, we didn't see Danielson, even though we know his arms in 34 pieces. Uh, we didn't see Okada. Uh, we didn't see, you know, yeah. we didn't see FTR. We didn't see acclaimed. So right now, I feel like I feel like the tag division is taking a back seat. Like I thought, well, I omit, and you know, everybody can give me shit about it. But I think we have one of the weakest women's divisions, not because of the talent. Some of the talent's bad. Okay. Some of the towns are really good. I just think they're not used correctly. But right now, you had a trios match that you literally 
took a pile of shit and threw it on a wall and said, oh, these three guys and these three guys are going to be together. And yet you did not have the acclaimed. You didn't have the guns. You didn't have FTR. Like, all of a sudden you're saying, hmm, maybe Vince McMahon's right. Tag team wrestling sucks. Well, Vince McMahon sucks, and we need tag team wrestling. Or is Collision going to be your tag team show, you know? That's what I'm kind of starting to feel like, which I don't think's right, but that's kind think, of what I'm getting. That, I don't think that's right. You can't say, oh, only tag teams can perform on Saturday night. That's stupid. But it just feels like they're champions as of now. Your tag champions and your trios champions are going to be more predominantly featured on Collision. Brand split. You know what? That's even dumber. I hope they yeah. don't do that. Oh, I I completely agree. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see, you know, those guys that you see constantly on collision maybe don't come on dynamite, but I would like to have the capability to have, you know, FTR show up on dynamite and then turn around and show up Saturday night too. Well, let's look. Let's take F- FTR is a great example by this. FTR used to work 250 nights a year for Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. They leave. They got, I feel like they got in a habit of working one night a week during COVID, the Daily's place. And then after that, it was just wherever Rampage was or Dynamite was. And then we taped Rampage later that night. Okay. So now we have three shows, but there's only two nights. So, suck it up, boys. You're only you're, you're only working two nights a week. So that's what a hundred and some nights a year. And, and, and that's if they work yeah. every week. And that's if they work every week, which they're yeah. not. So let's say you work a hundred and four. So you you literally cut your nights by more than half when you worked with Stanford. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Don't give me a brand split. Don't give me a draft. Right. Just just give me give me well who we want to see yep. on television. Yep. I'm still giving them grace period for a little while to figure it all out, but yeah. By the end of August they need to have it figured out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, shit, they need a big they need it figured out before going into London. I feel oh, like Well, I agree. You because know, if, I if they do this correctly coming out of all out we got all in, all out, right? All coming, in, all out, yep. Coming in, out of all out, they should have more momentum yes. than any professional wrestling company yep. out there Yep. just because they went back-to-back with should-be banger pay-per-views. Yep. So you should have momentum, and you better hop on the snowball and keep riding it down the hill. And 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 then you got the Arthur Ashe. not a cocaine reference. No, no it was not. <laughs> Sure. Then you you got uh, Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe in September, and then Full Gear will be in November. Yeah. And and I feel like it's not a coincidence. You love them, you hate them. It's not a coincidence that since CM Punk returned two weeks ago on TV, it feels like AEW's getting hot again. Not a coincidence, in my my opinion. Um, You know, he's got to get booed. He's got to get cheered different places. Um they got to keep running with it. They got to keep going. Got to keep going. Keep the foot on the gas because I feel like this is the hottest AW's been since since all out last year. There's a lot of individuals that benefit with Punk being there, whether they want to admit it or not. 100%. Yep, I agree. I agree. And uh, you know, let let's kind of not forget um 
whether you love him or hate him, like you said, Tanner, you're still talking about him. That's he all he moves cares the about. needle. He moves the needle, and he's embracing getting booed too. He is he's Bret Hart in '97. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love how he's popping out in the middle of a tag match and doing push-ups outside the ring, kind of like, yeah, look at me, I'm fine. The yep. heel turns coming, and I'm ready for it. And you know, a lot of people are complaining about All Out being in Chicago again, running United Center again. You know what? So what? Um, that's a market I don't think they'll ever oversaturate because Chicago's pretty much AW's second home outside of Jacksonville. People show up, people sell out, the crowds are hot. And I agree with what Shep said about me the other night. I pop for a hot crowd. I'm a cheap pop. And I do yeah. like myself a hot crowd. I didn't think tonight's crowd was that great. And as long as Chicago crowds are hot, they can in in Chicago has plenty of arenas. I mean, they have the Now Arena, they have Wind Trust, they have United. I'm probably missing another one. So run them. I don't care. Run them, run them, run them. And, you know, we want to talk about uh, the crowd tonight not necessarily being the hottest. Uh, let's not forget, Canada's battling wildfires right oh, now. Oh, we and know, yet, yeah. And yet, AEW is putting asses in seats like there's nothing going on. Right. Yeah, right. He, Jungle Boy even brought that up in his promo. Yeah, wildfires, yep. yep. His, so. his over, over, how, I'm going to say extended, but his over energetic promo. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be that big of a hit. Who's your guys wrestler of the night? Paul, you first. Um I'm going with Sting. Knew that was coming. Knew somebody was taking him before I did. You can have Sting. I'm taking Ishii. Ooh, in a losing effort. In a losing effort. He's very entertaining, hard hitting, thoroughly enjoy him. Hmm. Who do I want to take? Who do I want to take tonight? I'm uh, going back over my notes. Mm, I'll take guy out t-shirt I'm wearing. Hangman. Adam Page. Thought he was solid in the ring. Got busted up by a screwdriver tonight. Poor guy's conflicted with his friends. I'll take Hangman. I haven't taken Hangman in quite a while. So. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad pick. Almost took Ruby Soho, just for mic work tonight. Just for mic work, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was fine in the ring, but it was a squash match, so it's whatever. But yep, that is dynamite tonight. Yeah, it's dynamite tonight. But it's Wednesday nights, and on Wednesdays we what don't do we end. Talk about we don't end with our uh, dynamite. We we have a little more to talk about tonight. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Paul, Paul looking like Cody Knight with a brace on. Uh, yeah, um, possible broken thumb. Oh, great. Yours is uh, legit, at least. Yeah. I'm not just going to, you know, show up tonight, wear it, and then tomorrow, you know, not have it on. You'll see me with it on on Friday when we see each other. I will give Cody credit. He had it on Brady, at least for pictures for Brady's 40th. So I will give him yep. credit. That's God, that's, Brady's that's, 40. That's crazy to think about. She looks pretty good nothing for 40. Wrong with 40. She looks pretty good for 40. You two young pups, there's nothing wrong with 40. <laughs> no, I didn't say there was anything wrong with 40. I just. I mean, I look. It I doesn't look. seem. I think Brandy looks great at 40. I think I look way better at 40 than I did at 33. <laughs> I have less stress in my life. 
that's all that matters at the end of the day, right? That's right. I look I look good for 40. I get I I got carded the other day at the freaking liquor store. That probably made you feel pretty good. It did. And it wasn't one I normally go to, but it was closer to the golf course before league. And so I just popped in there to get a couple supplies, aka kettle. Kettle, sponsor me, please. I play golf too. <laughs> um and like I'm sitting there and I had like I mean I got gray in the beard now, but I'm sitting there with a collared shirt, like professional look, and I, I throw it down there and She's like, I said, hey, I need a small bag of ice. She goes, I need to see an ID. I go, okay. Surprised you didn't give her a hug. I, I well, <laughs> never mind. She, All right. She looked like MJF's mom, so I don't want to know part of that. <laughs> you know, now if she looked like Brandy, I was going to jump across there. And do the <laughs> <laughs> Two of my. Two of my friends were talking about getting ID. Two of my friends were, were yeah, they're both my age, 31. They, they didn't get ID at one of the bars we went to because the guy whispered to the bouncer, you don't have to ID people who uh, look like they're 40. <laughs> so they got they got ribbed the rest of the weekend. So they got, they got a receding airline at 31? Oh, one's bald and one's got receding. And they got some gray in the beard going. So, But there, there was two guys older than them. At the bachelor party by four or five years, and they got carded. So, yeah, yeah. Oh well, hey, nobody went to jail. That's all. It nope. I'm gonna be carded till I'm like seventy. So we're, we're not gonna talk about gray in the beard. I got gray in the oh, beard. I received a hairline and gray in the hair. Thank you. I got the gray in the beard. I, I, so far, my hair is good. So yeah, I, I probably, I probably look hair. older than the rest of us. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. Time's a ticking there. I'm, I'm enjoying my hair while I got it. Um, but let's talk some Cody Rhodes. Let's talk some Cody Rhodes uh, on TV a few times on Raw this week. <laughs> Ship's going to um, drink run, uh, drink run. Yep, a refill. But uh, did you see Cody's involvement Monday Night Paul? I did. I actually watched Raw um, because I can't I also- do it. Besides his segments, man, I can't do it. Well, I also found out that uh, my middle daughter is a big fan of uh, the women's champion. Okay. So, you know, it this Rhea works Ripley? out well. Yeah. Okay. Because I no, get to I, see. I like Rhea. I get a Cody segment. She gets to see Rhea. Rhea? It, yeah. It's it's fantastic. I can, get, I can get on board with Rhea. I like Rhea. I can get on so, board with her. So the younger two ask if we could watch Raw Monday night. So Oh, you got it. it you got it. If, if the listen. kids ask to watch wrestling, you got to watch wrestling. Yep. They watched. Yeah. I listened. Did you see uh, Cody Sigmund match Monday, Shep? I did not. I saw highlights, highlights. the next morning. Yeah. Um, they were talking about uh, the uh, heat magnet that Dominic is. Mm-hmm. And that they need to capitalize that with Cody. Yep. Yeah, they, they brought up a great they, point. Bully brought up a great they point. They were capitalizing it very much. Right. Um, uh, I know you guys were talking about Rhea when I walked back. I think Rhea right now is the biggest female star in professional wrestling right now. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Now, if Charlotte comes back. She is back. She is back. Yeah. That's just how much I watch. They, but they had it. She's on, she's on SmackDown, right? Well, but Rhea's, isn't Rhea supposed to be the SmackDown champion? That's Rhea's what drives me nuts. Champion. That's what drives me nuts. They, they did away with that, though. It's the WWE Women's Champion and the World, um, World Women's Championship. 
they gave them new names so they didn't have to do what they did a couple of years ago during a draft where the champions ended up on the wrong show so they had to exchange belts gives me headaches yeah i i mean and i'm sure and, and you can look this up on the google machine did we ever get Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm in NXT? We had to, have, didn't we? I think we had to. I'll, I'll Google that real quick. Yeah, I don't know because I didn't watch NXT. Um, I watched little bits of it. I think we did. Oh, yeah, we got it at uh, one of their whatever their. Takeovers. Yeah, we got it back in 2020. Yeah, we got a couple times, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I NXT mean, I'd like, UK Women's Championship feud. So Rhea came over as the is Rhea the UK champion or was it? It was Tony. Tony was because Tony is Australian or New Zealand. Um, I don't know. I want to say New Zealand. Okay. And isn't they Luke had a match at, at, at WWE Worlds Collide in 2020 before the pandemic? Maybe maybe is, is it Rhea is Australian. Yeah, you so. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think if when it comes to in ring yeah, right now, I think Tony has got to be the best in AEW. I think Statlander is right behind her. She has some ground to make up because she was hurt. She's got to come back. But I mean, the two best mainstream female workers right now is Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley and yeah great stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. did you watch did you watch the uh, media scrum afterwards uh, with Tony Storm yes when she says yeah she put over Willow Nightingale by saying she slapped the tits off of me yeah yeah that seemed great it was yeah. great yeah I I enjoy the scrums I know some people crap on them but I think you get to see different personalities out of the wrestlers I like that um, but good stuff out of Cody and Dom to few further their feud going into money and ba- money in the bank this Saturday over in London. Um, it's gonna be a big show for WWE. Um, Cody and Damian Priest had a good match at the end. Um, I thought Cody looked solid. I thought his cutter he hit was really really good. It's Cody Cutter. Um, he got the win, of course. I don't. I don't know if he wins Saturday. All right, if Dom goes over, it can't be clean. I know. Well, you know what's going I'm, I'm not calling like, Judgment Day involvement here nope, either. No, me neither. You're Brock. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Hey, you're calling Brock. Yep, it's, it's, it's too predictable. Even, yep. if, even if Cody wins, it's too predictable. He's got to get there after the match. If, if, if Brock costs him the match, I get. Mm-hmm. But... If that means Cody doesn't go over Brock at SummerSlam, he's got to. He has then, to. Then we wasted the last twelve months. Yep. Let's quit talking about it. Yep. And never bring up. Yep. Unfortunately, never bring up Cody and Stanford, Connecticut ever again on this podcast. That if if, if Brock if if Brock and Cody face off SummerSlam, which I think they will, and Brock goes over, this what do you guys want to talk about? Segment is done on the KOP. We will not. Well, I think they've already they've I, the dirt sheets have already announced it is Brock and Cody Summerslam. Yep. 
you know, Re- Reigns is going to be involved in the bloodline feud. Um, we, get, we got one of our uh, friends here on YouTube. Um, little about a week late with this comment, but I'll let you guys take it from here. <laughs> For those not seeing what we're showing on the screen right now, as both Shep and I read it in our heads and not out loud, who yeah. will Sting and Allen get to be their partner? The suspense is killing me. It is the one and only Naito. He yes. is the one and only. Yes. The one and only Naito. Now, if Mr. RIN6363, six. uh, did he forget to push the button last week or we'll give him credit. Maybe I, yeah. I think he had it typed out and forgot to hit the send button. Last All week. right. All right. That makes sense. So again, that was a great question. Suspense was. was killing him. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if he would have watched, uh, <laughs> we got it. We got it on rampage, right? It's collision. You guys talked about it on Saturday night. Collision. We got on collision that it was night though. So. Cause you gave night to the wrestler tonight. I did. I did give night to the wrestler tonight. He said, must've must've. You, well, there you go. You did. You missed it, and you missed Forbidden Door. <laughs> it was not Bill Goldberg. Gold, Goldberg. See, I can't even say his name, so no, we can all good. we can all relax about that. That's good because if it was Bill Goldberg, I would have quit the podcast and never watched <laughs> professional wrestling yeah. ever again in my life. If it would have been Bill Goldberg, Tanner would be here tonight by himself. Yes, I would have picked up watching professional bass fishing on Sunday mornings on FS2 and started a bass fishing podcast if that happened. So there you go. There's probably a niche audience out there for that. but <laughs> Got to get them lunkers, baby. <laughs> that's sad. You knew. That's the first time I've ever I, – I do three podcasts. I've done podcasting for seven years. I don't think I've ever talked about Fox Sports 2 on a podcast, but there we are. It just, just happened. So I mean, we got – I mean, you got ESPN the Ocho. That's true. So – <laughs> you got everything nowadays, man. Everything. Any channel you want. Any yeah. channel you want. But, I mean, do you guys agree? Are you kind of getting the feeling that Cody's going to lose the Dom on, on this weekend? Or no? I mean, that would get well, Dom even more heat. It, Dom, Dom's got mega heat, right? We mm-hmm. know that. Like, super mega heat. Mm-hmm. So, he could even get more heat by coming out Monday on Raw and saying, oh, I just beat your boy. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason he beat the boy was because of the beast. Of, of the beast, yeah. So it could actually get him a little bit. I don't know if you can get any more heat, but it could definitely keep his heat going by toting that, like, hey, look, I just beat your boy, even though Brock Lesnar cost the match. So, yep. yeah, it, it could, it, if they did it right, it could work. As much. Now, now, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Off. Nope. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Now you, Paul, and I kind of think like Trips. That's scary. Yes. Because I think Trips has the same mindset, somewhat of the same mindset of the way we think of professional wrestling. Um, the old man doesn't. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I feel like he could have this all planned out and 10 minutes before – Cody hits Gorilla, he gets a text message and has to change the damn show. God damn it. Good shit. Good yeah, shit. Good shit. Oh, this is good shit. They'll love this. But, uh, yeah. As long as he stays in Stanford and shacks up with his 32-year-old girlfriend. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe. That's with his porn stash? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. I kind of wish I had a stash that could get that dark. I would do it, but I can't. I get gray down here and dirty <laughs> up there, so I can't do it. I'll, I'll trade you for the blonde and red that's in mine. Well, you look like roadkill. Ah, uh, Tony. Ah, uh, I thought you could go Eric Rowan at least for once, but or Eric Redbeard. But Redbeard. I mean, I'd, I'd take Redbeard. Well, right. Hey, if you grow it down a little more, we could go for that right now. You, but with that beard, I'm getting you a white shirt with suspenders <laughs> and top hat, and you're roadkill from the end of ECW. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, there's the nooner. There's a nooner. Um, what I was going to say was even though we give WWE a lot of grief, and deservingly so. They do a pretty good job of putting these PLEs, premium live events, they call them now, set pay-per-views on. I have no reason to think that Saturday's Money in the Bank won't live up to the hype. It looks like a pretty good card. It does. Now, you know why they're premium live events now, right? Because you can get Peacock for free. Not you just too much to, longer. Instead of getting a, here's how this match came together, you get a commercial break. Yeah. And I will say, Peacock sucks, but yes. I still enjoy the WWE Network, and I can't wait till AEW has their own version that we can go watch old footage, because I miss watching the 2019 Dynamites and even the 2021 Dynamites. Well, that, and I would love to, to have the ROH library. I know you Honor, can, still, you can Honor, still get it with the... Uh, re, uh, Club, Honor Club. Honor but, Club. Yeah. But if you, had, if you could tie it all in together, go back to... What late nineties, right? Yeah, thousands. Mm-hmm. A ways, either way. Yeah, it's. I mean, high school gym, amazing red, and the one of the Briscoe boys, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I still think we need to find a time in August before All End and rewatch the first All End and do a watch along. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We should do that uh, on a Thursday night after golf week. Paul's thinking, "Oh, great! I got to mm-hmm. get up early on a Friday." So do I, Paul. So do I, Paul. So, well, I do too. We'll we'll find a time. I just, I think in August that'd be a lot of fun before all in. I think it'd all be right. fun to. Go Let's back just do it August fifth. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's going on that day. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No. Well, I, actually, unfortunately, I am available uh, because I am doing some other things. Um, you two are busy. Yes. And. I'm just a little busy that day. I, I will be sober that night. Hey, you could watch SummerSlam that night. Is that is that August 5th? Mm. Yeah. That was one of my fiance's comments when SummerSlam announced August 5th. And it looked like Cody's going for the title at the time. She goes, oh, my God. Cody Rhodes is going to go for the title on the night of our wedding, isn't he? Don't worry. I'm not going to watch SummerSlam on the night of our wedding. Well, I mean, you can have an iPad. Except up on the phone. Table. Maybe the next day on the plane. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, yeah. that's allowed, right? It's a long flight. Not her. Yeah. Oh. I'm part of this, right? No, you're not. I know. Oh, I know. Trust me. Hey, hey, hey Tanner, I've, I've done it twice. <laughs> you know, you just, hey, what do I wear? When do I show up? And I'll be there. I'm there. I'm there already. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're the countdown. The countdowns are real right now. So I'm, I'm already in that place. So. Is it the final countdown? 
<laughs> I I don't own those rights, so I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. I'm just saying the words. I'm not gonna. I'm not that even gonna be, hum uh, it. That would be. I'm guessing you're doing a uh, rehearsal dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, as they introduce you, if you don't come out to final countdown, you suck. I'm just gonna get up and stand up and put my arms like this. I mean, it, I literally it's the last night of your. It's the last night of your yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say it. That came across wrong. That's all right. That's all right. Single That's all right. life. Single life. All right. All right. You should come out the final countdown. I'm telling you right now. Final count. I like it. Hey, it's a good song. I, it's a I mean, I, I want to see at least a half of a, a, a fist finger in the air when, when you're asked, uh, do you take? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Or pull it at the rehearsal. You get the groomsmen to when they say that, you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. even though they're not wrestling fans, they do know it from when it took over sports a couple years ago, and everybody was doing that. Yeah. Good ideas. Good ideas. I'm sure she would be pleased. Oh, she'd be thrilled with me. Thrilled with me, like she is every Wednesday night when I watch. Well, no, she she, she doesn't mind. I mean, it's Wednesday night. Wait, I mean, you got Friday and Saturday nights now too. So. Yeah, hey, I know. Yeah, she she she's starting to. I mean, she does she still don't really care for it, but she's starting to learn some of the guys. Like she knows what Orange Cassidy is. Who doesn't know who Pockets is? And tonight she's like, but tonight she's like, why why does he carry that Jan Sport backpack around? I'm like that's awesome. what, that's that's what his belt said. She's like, oh okay. I mean, I carried a Jan Sport backpack. Yeah, I couldn't have told you what brand it was, and that's what made me laugh. She knew right away. Oh, no. was, but that's her thing. So, if you had a Jan Sport, you knew what the Jan Sport was. I don't you know can if I ever spot those things from ever away. I couldn't tell you what type of backpack I had. It's been a while. Tanner, you were so young, you probably, you know, came in at the tail end of that uh, um, annoying noise that haunts Shep and I from when we have to used to get on the internet. <laughs> I know dial up. I remember the dial up days. Yeah, you were eight. Uh, I was, I was pretty much like eight. Yes, you're right. But I was one of those. I, I don't know if Paul ever heard of this game, but I was uh, back in the dial-up days. I was uh, addicted to a game called Ultimate Online, Ultimo Online, or something like that. All right. And it was a medieval game where you lived a character, and you had to build your characters, whatever. But if you got on on Friday night, which was the popular night to get on and you went into town to the bank, it lagged. And we always dealt with lag. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, yeah. if we get if we get lagged for three seconds with the type of internet we have nowadays, we get pissed and want to call and complain and leave two-star reviews. All right. One, one, one final 90s question, because Shep and I have discovered that we grew up in the same town for a little while. Did you have KC online? No, we were always RTC. Oh, okay. So when R- when whenever RTC came out with the internet in the nineties, which had to be around ninety seven or ninety eight, we we got it. And I and it could have been before that, but that's when we got it. I got around ninety seven or ninety eight because I okay. remember I remember getting my first email address, and it was a hotmail. Well, what would you have? I oh, think yeah. he was asking what you had in Manchester. Oh, yeah. we had. You didn't have 
Oh, okay. No, I didn't get internet until I moved to Rochester. We moved oh, okay. to Rochester in 96. Okay. And then I didn't get internet till 97 or 98. It's about the time I got it, but I was still over in Manchester, so we had KC online. Okay. Out of sense. Warsaw. There you go. That makes sense. And just to be frank, I said it before, I remember getting my first email address. And it was at Hotmail, and that's M A I L. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I am. <laughs> oh God! But I'm just saying. Take me oh, a second. There. Nothing oh, says regret like your middle school email oh, address. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was. I'm sure. I'm sure we can't pronounce some of the stuff that I had as an email address online. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's, it's internet, we we're free to say what we want, but true. I mean, it's a recorded show; it can come back to haunt you, right? That's true too. <laughs> That's true too. Anything you put out on the internet stays on the internet. Unfortunately, well, you know, I was trying to find. I thought I'd have one more fun segment tonight, but I can't find a rating sheet. Tomorrow, AEW Fight Forever, the video game that's been in production for a hundred yes. years, finally releases tomorrow. But there's people who have played it and already have advanced copies, so I thought I might be able to find a wrestler rating sheet. And I was going to have you guys predict some of the ratings, but I can't. I mm. can't find it. So mm. I haven't played video games in five years. I just Slacker. play Madden anymore, but. I will be getting this game because I heard it's like No Mercy, and that was a fun game to play back in the late 90s, early speaking 2000s. Of, speaking of, sorry, you got something. Go ahead, Paul, because you're talking about video games. I got something completely off the right. <laughs> um, I did see, however, a snippet, a, a little screenshot, um, where, of course, it's following Cody because everybody's talking about the fact that Cody's in two games at once. Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, where apparently he's on the phone to Tony or something, and he's like, Tony, you should know better than to put me in that type of match. And I was like, okay, so maybe there's a little bit of that backstory of what caused him to leave AEW that we never got. Maybe it's in the game. Well, there was also screenshots of some stuff about Omega and Nick Jackson talking about Punk, and you can't trust him. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I just want a game that's fun to play. That's what I miss about video games. I feel like everybody just focuses on graphics anymore, which I get that from a point too. But I just want something fun to play. So, and I think that's what this game's gonna be fun. So look, you can ride Darby Allen's skateboard in yeah. the ring. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So you brought up ratings. Mm-hmm. Did anybody see mm-hmm. Uncle Dave's ratings for Forbidden Door? The matches? No, I was guessing he gave Omega and Osprey like nine stars though. I was shocked. He gave him uh, 4.75. He didn't give that five stars. No, 4.75. Wow. And he gave, uh, I can look him up. It was on, I think Fifel retweeted it. Okay, I'll find um, him. I'll find I him. think he gave Daniel Okada 4.5. Mm. Then he gave somebody else a 4.25. So, like, the, nobody on the whole show hit over 4.75 obviously being omega osprey all right let's interesting see interesting let's see here and yeah. the only thing i can think of is does he have a little uh, yes he has Vendetta. a little one well is he butthurt because him and dax all of a sudden got into it but like i feel like 
if that match happened at the Tokyo Dome, he gave it way over five stars. He gave it 5.25 or 5.50, did he not? The first time around? Yeah, I yeah, I got I got all his I got all his ratings up here. He gave the uh, best friends match two point five. Pre show Athena and Billy Starks two. Ooh, all right. Oh no, he didn't give a rating. Excuse me, he did not give ratings. Those those were the those were somebody else's ratings. He did not rate the pre show. Let's see if he rated the show. What the? F- this this site's supposed to have Meltzer ratings. It has cage match ratings on here. Hold on. Shep, Shep Tanner about took us to explicit this yes. time instead of you. I know. I would have felt better about myself. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find this. This is ticking me off. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, I better not do that. We might get a cease and desist. Come on, Meltzer. So, Shep, while we're waiting on him to do that, shall we try to get another cease and assist for you? Well, I mean, it's open. <laughs> you know what? If if somebody really wanted to send that, I think it it would uh, it would help us tremendously. We would frame it and post it behind all of our heads, and. It would be all over our social medias and everything else, and everybody would be talking about the Kicking Out podcast. Correct. Because we're that five-star KOP. You thought Fightful had these? When when, when do you see that? When do you I see thought it? Fightful retweeted it. Today? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking He's at the same thing After Dynamite, Sting said that if he knocked a tooth out and needs stitches in his lip, it was worth to do it tonight. He thanked Tony Khan for allowing him to do it. I just read that on Twitter. Mm. Mm. Actually, I thought Fifo retweeted it, actually. Um, and it was a, it was yesterday or so, so I'm, I'm scrolling back here. And they retweet. It meant, might not have been... Uncle David's self, actually. And Fightful tweets a lot. Yes, they do. Yes. I guess it's kind of their job. Which is good for them. They are super successful. And I remember reading their dirt sheets as a kid in high school and reading the Jimmy Van page. Jimmy Van's still going strong. Jimmy Van. Mm -hmm. The one and only. Right. Yeah, Steen says he's gonna have a bunch of stitches on his lip. <laughs> so I think I think that bottom I think those bottom teeth went through his lip. Just just looking at it. And he lost a tooth too. He did lose a tooth? Mm-hmm. That's what I Jim Valley's reporting. So he needs stitches in his lip and he lost a tooth. Well, he's old enough. Maybe he can get some dentures. I don't know. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, I am not finding maybe I'll get the ratings for next week. I am not finding them. Um, but one thing we didn't talk about tonight is next week's blind eliminator tag team tournament match between Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus former partners Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's not so blind. That's, no. And that's going to be maybe we finally get an ending to Keith and Swerve. 
because we still haven't had that match. So I I haven't figured out what the hell we're doing with Swerving. Nah, he's too good to be. I I like this pairing of the Mogul Embassy than Brock Junior and, and and Ball Player, but I still think Swerve's too good even for this. He needs to be on his own. I still think he's the one that takes the title off Orange Cassidy eventually. Well, I was going to say that he's a, he's perfect for that title yep. or the TNT title. Yep, yep. So, but that'll be interesting. I will try to find that next week because if, if Meltzer really did not give Omega Osprey five stars and some of the matches he's given five stars in the past, yeah, I'm I'm still looking too. I'll I'll find it too. But I I, I found a site that had an article that was supposed to have multiple ratings on it and uh there's no uncle dave on it at all is that the one Every i was one looking at and it had cage side and something else uh at lifto or yep, something like that that's the one i yeah. was on first yep because i'm like oh here we go i found him i found him i got excited no yeah no there's like nothing on there well every single one of them is blank next to his name uh, Meltzer's an interesting individual all right i'll find it i'll yes. find it for next week all, all right, right. And if right. I don't, I'll blame it on Paul. Yep. Sounds like good homework. Uh, of course. All right. Anything else you guys want to hit on or touch before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no. Yeah. I like rabbit holes. Uh, me too. No. And we were only at an hour and a half, so. Yeah. What's, what's one 30 more, minutes right? better than last week. Um, I think I sent this to you guys um, on the GCW side, some big events named. First of all, they're going to Australia for three days. I love that Cardona said, hey, I can't afford a plane ticket. <laughs> but uh, that, and then they announced they're doing uh, an exploding match in Tijuana. Which, first of all, I've always heard stories on in Tijuana, what the hell happens in Tijuana. Like, Tijuana is just full-blown debauchery. Yes. You know, bless their hearts. And then all of a sudden you throw GCW there, and they're going to have the first ever exploding cage match or exploding whatever match. I'm like, I think I said it to you guys. I was like, somebody's going to die. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Um, yeah. As much as I love watching some of the wrestling. Exploding uh, death match. Exploding death match. There you go. And Tijuana, on top of that, you, Tijuana has less regulations than Donald Trump. <laughs> that's a good one. I'll just throw that out there right now. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, but, yeah, so big big shows announced by them. And then I don't know if it's, it's this weekend or next weekend, Warrior Wrestling in Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Huge show. Uh, Cardona going after the Warrior Championship Wrestling against Navarro. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two could put on a hell of a show. And then uh, Vikingo, Gringo Loco. And, I know that guy. And Black Taurus, I think. In a three-way match for Gringo Loco's Warrior Lucha Championship. So um, Takeshin is on that show against Warhorse. So very, very AEW-heavy independent wrestling show. Uh, they're doing it in a stadium, outdoor stadium, I think mm-hmm. it's a- High school football stadium, mm-hmm. your high school stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so those that warrior wrestling, I don't, I don't know a lot about who 
puts that show on. When they put on a show, they they put out like they go all in. Yeah, no, no pun intended, but um, so hopefully they continue their momentum and we get them back in uh, South Bend. I think in January. So. I don't know who puts it on either, but I know Nick Hausman of House of Wrestling Podcast and his website, and it was the guy who kind of led off the brawl-out press conference with Punk. He used to be of with Wrestling Inc. I know he does commentary for them, but I don't know, at least when they're in Chicago, but I don't know who runs the actual shows, but they do a good job, like you said. And, and you forgot Frank the Clown's the biggest-looking graphic on the, on the poster. He's such a turd. He is. Good friends He's- with... Uh, CM Punk, but yes, he's a turd. He's such a turd, and the only reason he's famous is because he's with Mick Foley's daughter. Yep, and Mick likes him now. Hate him at one point, likes him now. Well, I want to see Mick Foley thrown through hell in the cell. 25 years ago today. 25 years ago. So that good, that's a good, good way to press, put that up. Yep. Um, but no, there's, there's a lot of good things on the independent right now that uh, AEW, I love that they're letting those guys get involved. Um, I know they've strayed away from GCW, which I don't know if I can blame Tony Khan for that. Right. Because some of the stuff they do, again, I I enjoy some of their scramble matches. Some of their lucha matches are great. You know, and uh, Nick Wayne, which we've talked about before, uh, which he should show up. A couple weeks. Two weeks. Um like some really great talent, Jordan Oliver, uh, Cole Reddick, he's going to be on that show in uh, at Warrior Wrestling. But then they got just some of the over the top death death matches that I I fast forward through. I've kind of I'm over light tubes to be honest. At first it was kind of cool and like oh my god, now it's just like light tubes again. You know what? I like them the way Cardona does it. So Cardona did a death match, obviously put him on the indie map. Yeah, when he with the white t shirt, that was yes. that was awesome. But and he went and Nick Gage put him over. Yes. And he's ran with it. And since then, there's been two instances, and this is we're going on two years. He's taken a light tube. One was Moxley, when Moxley showed up and took the belt off of him. And second was about uh two weeks ago when one of the female town of GCW hitting with a light tube over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's fine. He does it so rarely that mm. it works for him. It's special when it happens. Yes. Yeah. So as long as he keeps doing that, yeah, then he'll keep producing money. Yep. So. Well, I know we say it all the time, but it's still it's a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan. So much to watch out there. So, so many much, options. So much to watch. Yes. Um, that, and um you know, Revolver, Pro Wrestling Revolver has some, you know, Moxley comes back to them sometimes. Um, they put on some really good shows. And I think if we go that Swerve Strickland, Nick Wayne match, that's for an independent belt. I think it's for the, the, the Defy Championship, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get that on national television. Yep. Out of an 18-year-old kid. And I'll call him a kid because he's a kid. Yeah, just graduated high school. But he's been working since he was 16? Mm-hmm. At least, if not At a least. little younger. I think 16, though. And he just did his first tour of Japan with Pro Wrestling Noah. 
that he documented uh, on social media. So he's gonna be star. They were so smart to get on him early. Yep. Yep. Mm, so it'll be fun. Gonna there you go. Fun. There's there's the little indie tidbit of like the, uh, of the show. I yeah. like it. Oh, and hey, even though it was a shit promotion, because the guy's a piece of shit, um, Tessa Blanchard made her return and started working for XPW. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think last weekend she had a. Sh- uh, they did a two night show, um, and and she actually went back to work, and it was streamed on their own streaming device. But that's the first we've seen of her in a long, long time. Um, again, it's for that jackalope that had his own dark side of the ring. Um, I can't think of his name. I know who you're thinking of, he's too. A, I think he's a piece of junk, but whatever. Yep. Um, and the promotion's a piece of junk. But seeing she's obviously trying to claw her way back into professional wrestling. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was uh she was in attendance and, and and did some work so I don't know what do you what do you guys think about her because I think I think as a worker take take all the side BS away I mean could you match in a Tessa Blanchard Rhea Ripley match well as a worker she's incredible yeah um, yeah I just yeah. don't know especially a big American promotion if anybody's willing to take her on at this point unfortunately but for her but her but you know and you know i and i know because i know this guy gets brought up once in a while marty squirrel uh, sean ross sap was asked about him not too long ago and he said if if aw wanted him he would be in aw right now she said marty's been backstage numerous times and still close with the elite um just no promotions willing to pull the trigger on him so, he's working yeah. for is it cmll or triple a he's working for right now? not triple a i don't believe well, i think i think for... they they were going to use him on something there was so much negative backlash online they they, they pulled him or, or that was new japan that was new japan excuse me new japan i think, actually, I think it's triple a he's 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 signed with triple a right now and he's yeah. working some of their shows yeah. that don't get televised or don't yeah. get streamed um, but yeah, yep. he's, he's working. Yeah, because he'll yeah. still put stuff out occasionally on YouTube, and that's right. normally what it is is a AAA show. And yeah, I think yeah. the last thing you put out is he's you can buy a replica uh, villain mask. Mm-hmm. With, yep, with the nose. So. Yeah, and there was like fifty of them that he made, and they probably yep. either didn't sell or sold out instantly. But I thought so, that was interesting. Somebody asked John on one of his. Q and A things a few weeks ago, and he said that. So I was like, "Oh, that's news to me that he's out, even been backstage though." So. so that leads one more question, one more rabbit hole before we close up. All right. We talked about you know Marty. We talked about Tessa Blanchard. We talked about Nick Wayne. All these other guys. How the heck has Tony Khan not? And I'm not saying push him as a big star. How has he not brought in Flip Gordon? He did some stuff, but uh, I don't think Flip wanted AEW at that point in time. Maybe he does now, but at the time, he was happy doing what he was doing. I've watched some of the shows with Flip. Obviously, Flip and Brian Cage are like best friends. Yeah, Uh, They were tag partners down in the Australia promotion or whatever, I think. But, I mean, I feel like there's so many talents that I don't want to be rude or but are beneath flips level that are signed to AEW that we they might be squash opponents but I'd rather see Flip Gordon than Serpentico 
Luther, um, the freaking librarian, Peter Evil or Angle. Avalon. Avalon. Uh-huh. Fucking car. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. No, you're good. But, yeah, I mean, I just feel like he's way more talented than some of these guys that have been signed for AEW for a while. Well, he's kind of just off the map right now. I'm trying to read any updates. So what he's put on social media late, I feel like he's been the anti-company and heel. Maybe that's just his segment. You know, I thought the stuff him and Bully Ray did in Ring of Honor were great. Um, you know, Bully put him over. For Bully Ray to put you over, you can't be that big of a shit stain, right? Yeah, I think right. I was just trying to find some stuff. I he was involved in some kind of controversy. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It wasn't a it wasn't a speaking out thing, but it was something. I, yeah. I want to say it was something political. If he was, anybody that listens to our lovely podcast, if he was involved in something, drop please, us a Yeah, please let us know because and, I, and, and fill me in. Uh, uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think I want to say there was something. He did something or said something. Oh, I feel like Tony's, <laughs> unless it's CM Punk, Tony's trying to stay away from any anybody like that. I mean, I remember going into the first um, All In. Oh, sure. He was huge. Book flip. That was a huge storyline. Book flip, and the, and the Bucks were against him, yada, yada, yeah. yada, and he was in the, the wild card, right. blackjack battle royal, whatever the hell they called it back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went on, he won that, and then went on to yep. face uh, Jay Lethal for the ROH title, right? Right. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he disappeared. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled since, I don't believe, for a big promotion since 2021. So, so uh, I just typed in Flip Gordon controversy. Um, apparently, he got really deep into some conspiracy theories and uh, made a few flat earth comments, and that was the end of it. That's what it was. Thank you. Okay. Well, You're welcome. Because if well, I remember, Flip's a veteran, too. He is, yeah. Uh, National Guard, I believe. Yep. Because that conspiracy theory and common stuff's what ended up killing Brian Kendrick, too. Remember, he was supposed to have mm-hmm. the AEW match, and then literally they pulled him the day of. Disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So, eh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Don't go diving into conspiracy theories in the public. If Rabbit you're holes public. are okay. I... Rabbit holes are okay. Though. Rabbit holes Rabbit are, holes are fine. You can get a t-shirt with rabbit holes on it. That's true. Yes, you can. And you Paul will what, tell you about. You know what is not flat? My belly. Shep, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have six packs. We just keep them in the cooler, isolated, and keep them nice and cold. I got or the insulated, most, not isolated. I got the most insulated cooler. I put Yeti to shame. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put a positive spin on it, Shep. That's right. Got to anyway, end this show so, with some positivity. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as Tanner was uh, kind of alluding there uh, a little bit ago, you can buy a T-shirt with a rabbit hole on it at kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all of your Kicking Out podcast merchandise. It's how you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so. Uh, while I'm at it, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Um, it's your thing to follow for all of us. There we go. Lost my train of thought there for a minute. Oh, of course, he's going to bring it out. 
be sure to follow uh, that actually one that point. guy one point one be free. sure to follow yeah be sure to follow that guy with a belt uh tanner lee at tanner lee nine two follow austin shepherd at the shep 27 and be sure to follow myself at paul zartman nine two one and with that for tanner lee and austin shepherd i'm paul zartman join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast